Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan, And hey, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. Well, we've got a special guest today, and I'm going to throw it over to Mark to do the introductions. I'm so excited about this conversation. Uh, it's, it's great to actually have someone else on the show, Mark. I mean, that's, that's something, a bit of a rarity for us. Well, it- It'd probably be a pleasant relief for our listeners to uh, that there's a, uh, a third voice. Yeah. So uh, it's my great pleasure to introduce one of our partners based in uh, Toulouse in, in France, near near Toulouse in, in yeah. France. And uh, so uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Hannah Davies back in 2014 in Paris and uh, Some time after that, she became one of our one of our uh, global partners. And Hannah is a leadership consultant and executive coach, and she specialises in storytelling and emotional agility for business. And the topic that we're going to talk about today is is leadership and some of the experiences that she's had around leadership. And in the course of the journey, I I hope that Hannah uh, gives us some insight into our first meeting because it was a pretty memorable one involving Mona Lisa's. <laughs> and martinis it was indeed it was a it was definitely a memorable a memorable um experience but it was it was very funny and and very fortuitous too oh that's great and so welcome to the show uh, hannah it's Thank great you. to have it's you good. on and uh yeah we're looking forward to this chat um now tell me in um as you've sort of been going through this crazy year, 2020, what's that, what's that been like in, in France? Um, well, it's been, it's been a little bit crazy, as it has been all through, throughout Europe. It's now getting even crazier, but, you know, that's, that's to be expected. Um, but I, in, terms of, um, in, in terms of work, I think the whole, for me, it's just completely changed my belief system. Um, because I was someone that was adamant that, you know, online training can't happen. You need to be face-to-face with people. You need to be reading the room and everything. Um, And then March happened. We all went into lockdown. And all of a sudden, everything, everything went online. Um, And I, I have to eat my words and say, actually, we can do it all online and it works very, very well and is very effective. So, yeah, yeah my whole belief system has been, um, has been switched around. Yeah. yeah, I think we found the same, didn't we, Mark? Oh, it yeah. Was, uh, yep. Quite a, a switch yep. for us and turned out a lot better than we expected. Yeah, that's right. In January, we had a call from our China partners saying, look, China's locked down and nothing's happening. We, there's no face-to-face. We need a virtual program. And, and I said, no. Like, like, yeah. sorry, we've spent 15 years building a world-class program, you know, where participant experience and quality of educational outcomes is really important and we can't do that online. So, no. Oops. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. We're getting better outcomes from the virtual world. So, yeah, I, I too am eating my words. Uh, a lot of humble pie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm sure our listeners are thinking, gee, um, you know, Hannah's in France, but she doesn't sound like she's got a French accent. Um, so how, do, how does that all come about? 
No, indeed. So, no, I am British. I'm originally from London. Um, and um, like most stories of people who live in different countries, it's either to do with a man or work. Mine was definitely a man. Um, so that's I ended up here 18 years ago. And yeah, it's it's um, it's a nice place to live most of the time, uh, COVID aside. But yeah, I mean, I live um, in South France. So I get all the beautiful um, weather, which is much nicer than grey London, although yeah. London is a fabulous city. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good place to live in that terms. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's yeah, it's a lovely spot. I'm always always um, thinking whenever I get that to that part of the world, thinking to myself, yeah, this could be a good place to settle down. I think that in Spain, that seems to be the one that seems to jump up uh, for me every now and then to think, okay, if I weren't, if I wasn't living here in Australia, where would I live? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I have to, I'm very lucky because I'm literally two hours away from Spain. So oh, we go to yeah. Spain a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a great place. Mm. Now, um, we, of course, uh, have been writing quite a bit about corporate storytelling. We have this, you know, corporate storytelling article that we've written, and and we've been asking our, some of our partners and our guests who are going to come onto the onto the show to sort of pick one of the areas that are of interest to them. And, and of course, you know, it's obvious around uh, your interest in leadership. Um, and and I guess I'm sort of I'm kind of interested in how you got into this whole corporate storytelling world and. Um, and, you know, especially the intersection around leadership as well. Uh, how did that all happen? Um, well, I guess it happened It's probably around about eight years ago. I was um, giving a lot of presentation skill, tra- coaching in presentation skills. Um, and in those days, that consisted of obviously putting the script together, um, but also uh, uh, body language, you know, how do you stop that zigzagging across the stage, um, voice control, you know, voice tone, and obviously the emotional side of confidence and, and elements of um, actually presenting. Um, and it was good. I was getting quite good results, but I always felt there was something missing and I didn't quite understand. And it was about this time when I guess TED Talks became much more well-known Ah. Um, people started talking and I kept hearing you know TED Talks have you seen these TED Talks and so I started watching lots of TED Talks and I was thinking why are these so good um, and then as I started analyzing it I realized that it was it was storytelling there wasn't the script and there wasn't the moving around and the voice was there and every, um, so I started looking into storytelling and then um, I actually sent I did lots of research and I actually sent you guys um, an email saying I want some training. How do I go about that? Um, and then I had a phone call with Mark um, and, uh, and then one thing led to another. And we ended up in Paris sharing lots of martinis and running around the Louvre, desperately trying to find Mona Lisa. Um, and then the rest is history, if you like. If you like <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been... A, been a, it's been a great journey and obviously saves me heaps of time because now when I'm doing presentation training, I have no need to ever work on voice control or body language because that's the beauty about storytelling. Um, when you tell a story, it just happens. Yeah, right. You don't, you know, it's your story. So you don't, A, you don't need to learn a script. Um, B, when you're reliving the story, you're reliving the emotion. So, you know, the, the voice tone is coming out. Your body language isn't doing weird, inauthentic movements because 
it's your it's your truth it's your authenticity so yeah it's 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 a really really effective way for um any presentation so yeah I'm, it's so exciting. isn't it amazing how ted you know really had a phenomenal impact on mm. just the awareness i suppose around storytelling because though it only it took a while for people to work it out i, yeah. I think I think now everyone more or less has a TED, well, people who appear on TED have, have a, a, a coach and it's all about getting their story sorted out or the multiple stories that they tell. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great little shift, but God, it's still such a small percentage of people who understand it. It's um, quite remarkable. Yeah, when you think that uh, TED Talks, the vast majority of TED Talks are very good and you know, so people can do it. And then you move outside of the TED environment and the vast majority of presentations are completely awful. And so yeah, translating from the other type of thing from TED into the, the business world, you'd, you'd think people would be doing it differently, but there's a long way to go. There is, and I think one of the main issues is people are scared to let go of what they think needs to be done. So they think there needs to be a PowerPoint. They think they need to deliver data as numbers only. Um, and, and that they, you know, there is this, we're, we're in a corporate world, so we need to use lots of corporate speak. And the fact is it, it dies. I mean, it's just, it doesn't connect. Um, so yeah, and, and, and I think that's, you know, people don't see Ted as the corporate and, and I no, think that perhaps no. they should. Yeah, actually, well, one of the things uh, really stood out me stood out for me on TED. I remember seeing Dan Pink give a talk, um, and he opens the talk by saying, um, "Look, today I don't want to tell you any stories or anecdotes," um, and he sort of sets this scene up of like he's going to give you the facts, right? This guy's just going to right between the eyes give you the facts. His next breath, he says. So when I started out at university, I was doing law, you know, and he tells this story about, you know, how bad he was at law as a law student. And then he went on, tells another story and another story. And I actually sent him an email um, saying, so, you know, I know you said you were going to do the facts, but did you realise you were telling me? He goes, well, I, 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 it, was, it was almost as if he didn't really realise. It was hard for me to believe because, of course, you know, his first main or well, big hit you know, um, which was, uh, I'm just thinking now. Um, and whole, was, a whole new mind. Whole new mind. He had a whole chapter on storytelling. Yeah. So anyway, mm. so anyway it's, it's, it's good. It's a good thing to see. Um, Mark, you were about to say something, I could tell. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh you're just taking a breath. <laughs> uh, I was, was going to continue talking about Dan Pink, but let, let's, let's talk about leadership and Hannah's experiences around leadership and the intersection of leadership and storytelling. And um, yeah, are there any experiences you've had that really illustrate that, that point, you know, that intersection between leadership and storytelling? Um, well, I, th I mean, I think today storytelling is, um, is essential within leadership. I think one of the main um, areas is there is so much noise out there um, and it's it's important that people cut through and and when people are using stories um, well I, I get I, this is the main feedback that I get is um, when people have used stories they said oh my god I've really felt heard um, I really actually felt people were listening to me and you know in this crazy kind of connected world that we live in 
if you ask anyone in a 24 hour period, how often you actually feel heard, it's not very often. It really is minimal, especially if you're in a family, I can tell you that much too. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> you, know, you can talk and talk and talk, but you know, to actually be heard is, is very minimal. Um, and you know, this kind of whole self-awareness is, um, is very, very important in leadership and, and being, you know, getting your message across and, and people getting, knowing and understanding, you know, the messages you're trying to get through, but also your own messages, you know, like I say, self-awareness. Um, and this became quite evident to me about three years ago, I was working with a guy called Peter and um, he was a director of an aerospace industry. And he got in contact because he was heading up an innovation team. And he felt that the communication between the team wasn't working as effectively as it possibly could. So on our first coaching meeting, um, one of the things that really struck me immediately was that this guy, Peter, he was, he was a great communicator. He was very charming. He was outgoing. He, um, he made me feel very comfortable immediately. And I, and I kind of came away thinking, I'm not too sure why there's a communication issue with his team. Um, so anyway, I suggested that the next time he had a team meeting, um, how about I come along, I sit in the background, um, just observe the team dynamics. Perhaps that was the issue. Maybe it wasn't him as much as it was something within the team dynamics. So anyway, I went along to the next team meeting and it really didn't take long for me to realize um, where the problem lied. So, um, so the next coaching session that we had, uh, I turned up uh, and I gave him a gift. And I gave him the gift and I said, the next time you run a team meeting, I want you to use this. So he opened the box and inside was a box of chocolates. And I said, in the meeting, every single time you um, want to say something, I want you to take chocolate and put it in your mouth. And he said, okay. Um, you know, it felt a bit strange, but, you know, he, um, he, we got a good rapport by then. So he decided to trust me. Uh, and so we went along and, um, and, and did this. And then a few weeks later, he called me and he was like, Hannah, I have literally have no idea what you put in those chocolates but they're, it's like it, they're magic I mean it just worked um he said every time I took a chocolate these ideas just kept coming 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 from my team and he said what was even more amazing is that they've not only come up with these ideas they've actually taken ownership of the ideas um and so you know he, he said it's just brilliant um so yes okay the guy may have put on five kilos but the chocolates <laughs> certainly helped him with his own self-awareness and, you know, and let people be heard, you know, and I think that's yeah. really important. What a wonderful story. That's great. I mean, that's, that's a great story for people to retell. It's sort of, they can add that one to your story bank, everyone. So um, we should actually maybe use that as the story that we pull apart a little bit and, well, not pull apart, just talk about and mm. sort of uh, understand it a little bit better. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, that's a that's a, a cracker. And yeah. uh, so I, I just love the way I didn't even, you know, I, I, I recognise when you went into a story, but it flowed so naturally from your talking about uh, the uh, the need for self-awareness. Um, Actually, that, it's a really good thing to see that in action because we find a lot of people um, really do struggle in how to get into their story. 
right? And because you had that very clear, relevant statement, you know, this observation that you've had around, you know, self-awareness, you sort of state that, and then, oh, it's just nicely goes into the story without having to mention the word story or anything like that. It's, it's um, that segue is is beautifully done, um, and something is useful for people to see in action. Um, yeah, and it makes that point about the importance of being heard so strongly. It's unforgettable. So yeah, that's going straight into my story bank, straight to the pool room. <laughs> there was also the nice contrast too between, um, uh, you know, the guy that seemed to have it all together, and you're sort of going, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong here? Until until you got to the actual meeting, and you could sort of see it unfold. I think. Um, yeah, because would have been I mean, a bit surprised. How long did it take before it, it was obvious? Did it? Uh, oh, really? Really, not very long. I mean, he. Right. You know, he would literally, he started the meeting, he got the atmosphere going, um, everyone was all, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also, I'm going to point out, he was one of the very rare leaders that insisted everyone got rid of their mobile phones. Which Is that right? Know, at the ah. beginning, again, I was thinking, oh, this guy, he knows. This guy's good. He's good. Um, and, you know, the atmosphere was great. Um, but... Uh, and he'd say, right, I'm inviting all ideas. Come on, come on board. And the second anyone would um, say an idea, he'd go, that's a great idea. I've got another idea that might help that. And he would, <laughs> he thought he was aiding the process, but all he was doing was cutting it out. And so the atmosphere would just drop very, very, very quickly. The energy of the group would drop very, very quickly. Right. So, right. Yeah. so it, it, yeah, it didn't take very long. Well, that's good. That's such a nice one. I love the fact that it's a it's a non traditional way to tackle something too. I think yeah. that's what that's a nice part of the story. You yeah. know, not everyone thinks, ah, we need a box of chocolates. That's what we need. Well, and I thank yeah. God it wasn't a talking stick. I mean, that would have uh, been quite dangerous in an engineering uh, environment. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Wielding the talking stick in in a uh, a different way. Yep. <laughs> Um, what, what do you reckon are some of the, um, apart from that, that whole sort of point around, um, you know, self-awareness, what other ways in which could we use that story? Could that story be used in a business setting? Well, I've got a list. It's dangerous. <laughs> I've got a list. Um, well, uh, the one you just said, think differently. Yeah. You know, so think chocolate because you can Always think, think oh, chocolate. <laughs> yeah right oh, well, of course because you, you could think oh training he needs training and go with a training solution but yeah. you, know, you did something completely different which is just a behavioral thing uh, yes with, with the chocolate okay it's a pleasurable behavioral thing but uh hmm. but yeah anyway so that's one for me is the importance of thinking differently how how, how thinking differently can lead to a great outcome yeah good I've got one, and that is sometimes you actually have to go and see it happening live. You know, you can't you can't sort of assess the impact of something until you're actually there and you see it happening in, in real life, uh, which is hard to do at the moment, isn't it? Well, is it hard mm. to do? I mean, you can sort of be brought along to someone's Zoom meeting, I suppose, but... Yeah, I think I would have probably picked up the same. You would have picked it up, yeah. And they, yeah. and they, he wouldn't have had to share his chocolates either. So that you know, there's some upsides. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. So that that one, Sean, I guess that's the 
um, the the find out for yourself business point. You know, go and yeah, look for yourself. see it in context or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, for me, another one: little things can make a big difference. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love that. Which is one of yeah, it's one of my favourite topics of all time. Yep. The whole less about, is more. Less yeah. is more. Yeah. Less is more. Mm. Love it. What about what about for you, Hannah? What kind of other thoughts have you got on how you could use that story in a business context? Um, well, obviously, apart from a very selfish one of everyone should engage a coach to do better because, you know, that's <laughs> work to me. Uh, <laughs> All right. Can I, I just want to take that one because I think I, yeah. I agree entirely. It's a fantastic. Have you had any success using that story? Well, look, did you know, I haven't actually thought about it until today that that's one of the great um, points of that story. But I think I might be using it in the future. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's absolutely. A, yeah, yeah. yeah I tell you, if you're the sort of coach I'd be wanting, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some chocolates in. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Always a always a good way. No, that's. Good. But I think otherwise, it's yeah. For me, the, the um, I have used it in context of um, definitely behavioural changes, and you know, sometimes you know we think that changing habits is you know we have to do everything 21 days we have to really consistent and and actually sometimes we just need a little tweak of a tiny thing that we do that yep. can bring us much better awareness and uh and make that change yeah yeah that's true now i'm i'm as we're chatting i'm thinking about that big project we did together hannah where uh we were helping the, the sort of leadership team in china come to paris and actually, you know, sort of pitch there, essentially there was their big company review, I think it was. It was a French company and had to yep. rock up to, to Paris. Um, and they got their overall, it was a water, you know, sort of business, um, say drinking water and, uh, yeah, sort of drinks business. The, um, I mean, they're all engineers and, you know, sort of hard numbers guys. I mean, I mean, what from... When you're trying to deal with that type of group, because I'm sure that the uh, aer aeronautical engineer guys are similar. In, in, mm. Is there anything that you do to, to try to loosen them up, to help them, um, you know, sort of get into this story mindset and, 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 and tackle things from a story perspective? Well, actually, it's funny you should bring up that particular issue because um, that was... Um, you know, I was initially brought in to help with their presentation. They were putting together their presentation yeah, yeah. And, and they were delivering their new strategy for what was going to be 2020 um, yeah. for the next five years. And uh, I remember within the first 20 minutes of arriving, um, I said, what, you know, can someone tell me the strategy? And I literally heard eight different strategies and they'd spent <laughs> three months on this. Um, the whole team had been, spent three months on this and had flown from China to Paris to deliver this presentation. Yeah. Um, and the MD, he was just taken away and he was like, what's going on? Uh, we've, what, you know, well, we've been working on this. Um, and so, so and, the, and, and this is kind of, you know, I've experienced this before. And, and what I tend to do is I, I, I ask questions. I say, okay, what does it mean for you? What, when you were putting it together, what was the moment that you felt things were coming together for you? Um, and so I was, so I actually asked, um, uh, the MD, you know, what, why is this strategy important for you? Um, 
and he just took it he took a moment and he he just looked around the room and he said i know what it is he said i moved for he because he used to head up the the team in egypt um, and he said, when I was in Egypt, every single morning, I would walk in and everyone would say, hi, how are you doing? How's your wife? How's your kids? And, and, and that was the way it started. And he said, we don't do that in China. And his team would just looked at him and he went, we do. I say hello to you every morning. He said, yeah. And when was the last time you said hello to your secretary? And they just looked at each other and went, what, no, we, we don't, we don't do that. Um, and he said, yeah, and that is, he said, that's where we're going wrong. He says, we've got this strategy where we're promoting family and we're not a family. And so the whole kind of pre preparation for the presentation just went out the window. There was just like this team meeting of how <laughs> communication was going to get much better. Um, so that, you know, they, they all literally shared stories of why family was important to them. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that became a big start of the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? You sometimes you just need that little, you know, sort of crack there to open up and, and, and find something new and interesting for, for yeah. people to hang on to, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, but it also was a great light bulb moment for him as well. I mean, yeah. he had, really? again, with self-awareness, he hadn't actually gone through the process of why the family part was so important for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah it's, it's good. It's so easily, like you were saying at the start, you know, we think this and we think mm. that and and we think that strategy is this you know kind of very technical complex abstract thing and but when you asked him that question about what does the strategy mean to him it kind of took him to a place of emotion like what does it mean yes. to you yeah and yeah. suddenly he's it's a, it's like a different a different human being you've just clicked into there yeah. change it the just channel changes the yeah it changes the conversation changes the narrative yeah. of of yeah. what we're doing yeah absolutely yeah. Well, um, how are you how are you sort of um, getting ready for twenty twenty one? We're all we're all sort of thinking about. We've sort of pushed twenty twenties is gone, right? We got to we got to wipe that. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty twenty one, what's oh. that got in store for you? Do you think, Hannah? Well, I'm I'm really um, I'm 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 enjoying uh, experimenting and doing much more training online, and and I'm looking forward to that continuing actually it's yeah. um it's allowing i mean i am someone who loves to travel i've got i miss airplanes it's just so sad so i'm kind of hoping that 2021 is gonna bring me a nice balance of some travel and in in in-house training um and then obviously you know training still online and, and coaching online but yeah i'm i'm really hoping that 2021 is bringing is going to bring me some airports open <laughs> oh that's good well yeah i'm sure you'll be the first to line up for the vaccine then maybe so you can get on yeah. those airplanes with uh, with some confidence um yes that's terrific well it's been absolutely lovely to have you on board and and have you as a guest today and uh yeah we, of course we, we we catch up all the time to talk about you know the, the way story works and whatnot, and our customers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're the, you're our first guest in this sort of little series that we're doing at the moment around, I guess, this corporate storytelling article that we've written. Uh, it, it was interesting as we wrote it. We just realised just how many different places, you know, storytelling plays out 
in, if you like, a, a story-powered company. You know, if you're going to yeah. take that as a concept, it plays out in so many different places. Um, but, you know, one of the areas that we haven't got on that list, and it's really my, my sort of miss, if you like, is that we don't have a section on coaching and, ah. and the role of storytelling in coaching, of course, which is, you know, probably what the majority of coaching is all about, right? It's hearing, hearing people tell their stories. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, also it's, well, for coaching and training, uh, storytelling just builds rapport so quickly and so easily. Um, yeah. You can understand someone's values um, within a minute. Um, so it's very quick and easy to understand, yeah, you're the right coach for me or, you know, yep. you're the right yep. person to be working with. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very, very powerful um, and, in, and, and facilitating as well, you know, storytelling. Getting people, we talked about emotions. The, the key to great storytelling is usually being able to connect um, on an emotional level. Um, and so with telling a story, if you can get the whole group to go, oh God, yeah, I've had that feeling too. It just, you're there. You've built yeah, the report. Yeah, that's right. Know, exactly. you know. You're on the same page. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So it's a really, uh, a really effective way of getting everyone together. So, uh, yeah, coaching especially, the, the, yeah. the importance of rapport and learning. You know, yeah, we, we learn definitely. a lot from hearing other people's stories and other people's experiences. So. And it's, Mark, it's, a, it's last... definitely a pull rather than a push. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Mr. Schenk, any last thoughts, uh, observations, comments you would like to make oh, just before we wrap things up? It's been fabulous having you on the, uh, on the podcast, Hannah, and that is a cracking story. One of the one of the measures of a good story for me is the variety of business points you can make with it. And oh, we just rattled off maybe six or seven really cool ways you can use it. But for me, the, the thing about being heard, I, I absolutely loved it. And I thank you for kind of bringing that to the podcast because I think it's a really important point, particularly what's happening around the world right now. So yeah. thank you. And I look forward to the airplanes returning and uh, maybe uh, another martini absolutely another <laughs> martini and another museum around the world yep. sounds good <laughs> well thanks everyone for listening to anecdotally speaking and of course tune in next week for another episode of how to put stories to work bye for now Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from Author to Audio.